They're such performers. Did you see how they tagged in and the end, on the end of the applause there? But it was great, actually, because it was our opportunity. We were just applauding the video, but even better to be able to applaud you in person. So uh, brilliant timing there. Uh, and uh, as, uh, as was said on the video, it goes on. We pray that this ministry will go from strength to strength. We already have six students secured for next year. And uh, there's always a real faith step around that. Financially, hosting-wise, we don't know where they're going to be able to live so do please pray uh, particularly if you're local to this area if that's something you might be able to do to host a student for a year and do see Helen Helen do you want to just wave there just stand up uh, if you'd like to be a uh, part of that way of helping and serving you'll recognize her from the video there um, also to say that uh, there are faith targets that Sarah and others set and one of them this year was that in a time where you know the arts are being cut severely in many ways they managed to bring in over £34,000 in income in all that they did. And that's not why they do it, but that is extraordinary. And that actually has the fingerprints of God on it, really. Uh, they've also been, as we said, been able to go into hundreds and hundreds of schools across this city and beyond. So we thank God first and foremost, uh, but we do thank them. Uh, we're now going to change tack just a little bit because, uh, as promised uh, here at Mosley for some weeks now, and probably longer than that actually, we wanted to introduce our new site pastors team for the Mosley Gathering, just as we did at Bourneville. We found that that has been a model that has really worked, enhancing our welcome, enhancing people's connection into groups. And uh, we've been prayerfully asking people to consider this role, and uh, we'd love to introduce them. So if you're here, would you come on up as quickly as you can? That would be great. And uh, maybe let's applaud them as they come up. This is a brave step of faith coming on up. Fantastic. Paul and Amanda, do you want to come as well? Fantastic. Have we got Anya? Yes, Anya's made it from Children's Church. Paul and Amanda coming in, keep, keep applauding, fantastic job. What a brave and beautiful team we have. And uh, they have prayed about this, had some uh, time to consider it. And this is across first and second service. You'll also see our absentee, but just equally special, Michelle and Rachel uh, are also going to be part of this team, uh, but couldn't be with us today. So we wanted to pray for you guys. We just wanted to say thank you. And really to explain that they're not pastoring everyone, just so that they don't feel traumatized. Um, but actually, this is a heightened welcome team. This is uh, really looking out for newcomers, looking out for people who are absent. Why has someone stopped coming? Is there more that we can do? And actually helping people to get plugged into groups, to belong, to become disciples of Jesus and grow as his obedient followers. So in line with our mission here at Mosley, as we've done in Bourneville. And also you'll see Paul and Amanda on the end. And uh, Paul and Amanda are going to be our link to word of hands. They've already been working uh, so much and are so passionate supporting our uh, deaf congregation and our signed services over in Riverside House and we're delighted that they will uh, just enforce and reinforce that link uh, that we have across all our sites again. So I wonder if you'd stand and uh, Tim and Andy perhaps join me as well and we'd love to, uh, to just pray for you guys uh, in welcome, in commissioning and uh, in real courage and uh, blessing in this role. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that you have a pastoral heart. 
we know from your words, from the words that you've spoken and the, the way that you modelled this on earth, you want no one to be missed. And Lord, thank you that this team has stepped up so that they can show the value that we place on every person here, the heart of welcome that we long to uh, celebrate and exude from this place. Give them a watchfulness, we pray. Give them that pastor's heart afresh to see all the people with your eyes. Lord, thank you for their obedience. Thank you for your work in their lives. And we do pray, Lord, that uh, as they take this step of faith, you would honor them, their household, their families, and that you would help us to keep praying for them. Jesus, you are amazing. And thank you that although this team has uh, taken a while to build, we are so convinced that you've chosen the right people. Thank you. We honor them now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Let's give them one more round of applause and I hand over to Tim. Thanks, guys. On a day of celebration, uh, it's brilliant, isn't it, to celebrate God's love for us. And one of the things we love doing as a church is worshipping together. Uh, and so today is a day of celebration as we worship all together. But it's also another celebration because we are introducing uh, to the rest of uh, Riverside our new worship director today. So we're really excited. So can I invite Ben and Melody up? You come. Let's give them a huge round of applause. It's been thrilling for us over these past few well, few months, really, to kind of get to know Ben and Melody and to welcome Ben Pearson uh, as our new worship director, who will be starting next Monday, isn't it? Jeez, yep. Yeah. Got your new pencil case, all that sorted. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we are thrilled and excited to have you coming. We are really looking forward to what God uh, will do through you, will do in us uh, as you helpfully lead us and lead our worship ministry. Ben, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been doing up to now? Um, okay, for, for the good morning, everyone. It's really great to be here. Um, for the past um, couple of years, I've been the music director of um, a Christian charity called Teen Challenge. Some of you might have known that, some of you might not. Um, if you've read the book, The Cross and the Switchblade, or know of Pastor David Wilkinson, he pioneered the work of Teen Challenge. And um, uh, it's a program for people who have struggled with life-controlling issues and problems. And um, although I don't deal with the rehabilitation side, what I've been involved in is taking a touring team um, across churches um, across the UK. And we give a musical presentation where um, guys who have been through the Teen Challenge Discipleship uh, rehabilitation program share their story how God has dramatically um, come in stepped in and, and changed their life um, and they sing songs and and share songs that are, are related to that so that is um, in a nutshell what I've been doing so I've been very much involved with with the worship at um, the residential center um, and at events and, and things like that yeah Brilliant. one of the things that we've really found as we've got to know Ben and Melody uh, is to see Ben's heart for worship to understand your passion for Christ and to see the way you use your amazing musical talents to lead others so helpfully. It's been really, we're, we are so excited about all that's ahead. Uh, and we're excited that you've now moved, or you're in the process of moving this week, isn't it, to Birmingham, yeah. uh, which is exciting. You've got a house sorted, which is great. Melody, you've got work sorted, which is fantastic. Ben, why don't you tell us what you're particularly excited about from this point forwards? Yeah, well... Um, we're really excited after travelling across the UK for two years. We're excited about being part of local church. And um, we, we came very early on in the process 
um, didn't we? And we, we said that it felt just like home. Mm. And to us, Birmingham is home. It's where we're both from. We've got a, a lot of love for the city. And so we're really um, passionate about getting started and being a part of, of church here. Um, and, you know, for many months, we'd, we'd really prayed. We, we knew that there was going to be a change about six months before um, we even started this process. And we really prayed and, and we sought God and we said, you know, what is your will? And um, this, this came up and uh, it just, you know, when you feel that prompting of the spirit, you just think that's right. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we're just excited because we believe that God's in it and it's part of his will. And that's the most exciting thing of all, really. Brilliant. So just to see what, what he does and, and what we can bring in. Fantastic. Well, we'd love to pray for you both. So can I invite everybody to stand? I'll invite Judy and Andy to come back up. And let's pray for these guys, thanking God for them, for their faith in Christ, their maturity, their godliness. Lord, we thank you that you go before us. Lord, we thank you for uh, the fact that you've been at work in Ben and Melody's life up till this point. And Father, we are excited and we look forward with expectation to what you're going to continue to do in them. Lord, we are, uh, we are thrilled that you have brought them to us. Lord, we thank you for the gifts that you've given to them and the way that you've given Ben this passion for you, this maturity in Christ, this godly way of leading people so amazingly helpfully in worship. And Lord, we pray you'd protect them, watch over them, lead them. That as they move practically over these coming days, and as they say their goodbyes, and as they say hellos, Lord, would you hem them in? Would they know that you are their God? They are walking faithfully with you. And Holy Spirit, would you fill them so that as they begin to minister in Birmingham, Lord, that they'd see the evidence of your work in them and through them. And Father, we longingly, deep down, pray that lives would be transformed by these guys. That their lives would be transformed. And that this city would be blessed through Ben, through Melody. Watch over them, we pray. We welcome them. We love them already. And we look forward to what you're going to do through them. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. Let's give them a round of applause. We're going to continue our sung worship and also there's an opportunity, a really important opportunity to give your offering for the work of RPA. We uh, tried to email across to warn you this was happening. If you didn't get that message, the offering today unashamedly is all going uh, to the work of Riverside Performing Arts by way of support, encouragement and celebration. And the baskets will move uh, amongst us uh, during this song.
that is a huge applause to everybody that has supported these guys, uh, from people that have hosted, from people that have discipled, from people that have uh, supported financially, all sorts of ways. That is a huge, huge thank you to everybody that has invested uh, in all of these guys over the years, and we're just incredibly grateful uh, for all of that. Um, some of you may remember um, uh, Katie Woods. Um, some of you will have known Katie. And uh, Sue and Brian, her mom and dad, uh, sent us uh, an email in just to, they couldn't be with us today, but just I wanted to read this out. Um, she was part of the 2012 team, Katie was, and tragically died um, at the end of that year. Um, here's what they say. Unfortunately, we will not be able to join you this weekend. Since retiring, there doesn't seem to be enough time to fit everything in. So congratulations on your first 20 years, and here's to the next 20. The year Katie spent with you changed her completely. When she first left for Birmingham, she was an insecure young girl with low self-esteem, and we saw her grow into a mature, happy young lady. She grew both physically, mentally, and spiritually, and for that, we thank you. You all, become her, you all became her second family. At the end of her year, she told me that it had been the best year of her life. What more could I ask for? So enjoy your celebrations and keep giving young people such wonderful opportunities we will get to Birmingham one day, as we would love to see you all again. Love, Sue and Brian. And uh, so anyway, that's a poignant point uh, and part of everything as well. But we also want to say thank you to the current staff team, um, and uh, um, Sarah and Naomi and Helen, if you want to come forward uh, at this point. We just want to say a huge thank you to you guys. Absolutely outstanding. Cue <laughs> flowers. Um, <laughs> oh, here we go. So, uh, firstly, thank you, uh, Naomi and Helen. We just hugely appreciate everything that you do, uh, a part of everything, and seeing the fruits of that today. We just want to give you these as a way to say thanks for everything um, that you're part of uh, in all that. Yeah. Um. Just for people that don't know, uh, Naomi is our current drama tutor and she's been with us for two years now and I just personally want to say thank you to Naomi for the incredible amount of creativity, support, energy, enthusiasm, vision and passion that you pour into RPA daily. You've made such a massive difference coming on board to the staff team and we love having you here. Um, and Helen, for those of you that you don't know, is our coordinator and Helen is like the glue and the mum who holds our whole team together. Um, <laughs> Helen is uh, someone who does incredible things with a telephone, uh, what Helen can't achieve, oh, ringing the school. What, what's wrong with people? Helen is just such a fantastic person to have around. She, she passionately believes in RPA and has been involved in RPA right from the beginning in some way or another. Um, and having Helen on board is just one of the biggest assets that we have had in that role because you do such an incredible job, Helen. So thank you as well. That's fantastic. We also want to say thank you to Sarah. Come into the centre, Sarah. And um, some of you may have recognised her picture from 2000 and something very Fringe. small. Fringe. If you didn't get it, then it's 1900. Anyway, but Sarah's been on staff with us since 2002, so she's been a long-serving member of staff, so 14 years, I think, this September. It's been fantastic. She's been involved in many ministries across Riverside, but most notably um, heading up uh, Riverside Performing Arts for the last umpteen years, um, as well as getting involved in the Bourneville site. And we're just hugely appreciative of you. I know Sarah comes into my office with all sorts of issues, problems, and obstacles. <laughs> 
And she always has a solution for them. She always comes and she has a way out. She has seen the way through. So she's uh, great to work with. She is incredibly positive. She always sees growth opportunities. She wants to learn. She wants to grow. And she believes so much in other people and seeing them grow too. And it's just wonderful having you as part of the team. So we want to say a special thank you to you for all that you've put in uh, into that. And just before uh, Caroline comes to speak, Judy's going to introduce her. So uh, as we've already heard, Caroline uh, had the vision, along with Nick and Lois, for this wonderful ministry. And we thought it really appropriate and timely uh, to ask Caroline to come and share God's word with us this morning. Uh, Caroline has uh, been an amazing part of this church for so many years and uh, has pastored, has encouraged, has taught and uh, been a great friend to so many of us and a huge mentor and encourager uh, to so many of us. So I'd love to pray for you now, Caroline, and then Caroline's going to come and speak to us. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for Caroline, for her vision, for her obedience, for her passion, and for her heart, Lord, for so many people, not just here, but across this city. Thank you for her authenticity, for her realism, and that she genuinely has so much care for so many. Uh, thank you for all the ways that you're using her in challenging times that she has proved that she can overcome evil with good, that she can be resilient, and that she can continue to live knowing that she will see your goodness in the land of the living. We thank you for her and pray for her now as she ministers to us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's give Caroline a welcome as she comes up. Great. That's all pretty tough act to follow this morning, isn't it? What a fantastic performance of the creation story. Absolutely incredible. And um, I didn't quite expect to hear Katie Wood's letter from her parents, which was um, just overwhelming. And actually, one of the key reasons why we started RSPA was to invest in the lives of young people and help and equip them to walk with Jesus. And that's our calling as a church, isn't it? How do we help each other get to know Jesus more? And I'm just going to spend a few minutes this morning. Oh, lovely. Dame Maggie Smith's up already. Um, she's part of RPA. You never knew, did you? <laughs> Anybody recognize her? She was 1996, I think. Um, Wonderful. I thought we would uh, just spend a few moments this morning, since we've been talking about theatre and drama. Dame Maggie Smith says the wonderful line uh, in Second Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. Who's seen it? Lots of people. She says this amazing thing. She says, just because I'm looking at you, don't be fooled into thinking that I'm listening or even care about anything that you've got to say. Such a wonderful line. Now, I shouldn't really put that in your heads at the start of talking this morning, of course. Um, but I thought we sort of live in a world where we don't say that directly, but our lives are so busy and complicated that having time for people is an extraordinary challenge. And when you hear some of the stories that have come out of RPA, it's actually been hugely about people in this congregation giving time to the young people to help them grow with Jesus. 
And that's a challenge to all of us in our busy lives. How can we help one another grow? I think the, the opposite of what Dame Maggie Smith said is something that uh, Zulu tribes um, often use in greeting for one another. And they, um, somebody just, I'm going to ask for volunteers a lot this morning. I'm sorry, but I do need volunteers. Um, but uh, Lisa, it's a good way to volunteer. Thanks. Good. Stand up. You can stand up there. It's fine. No more whooping for a few minutes, though. Um, Lisa, you can stand up there. So in Zulu tribes, um, when they meet each other, uh, I can't say it in Zulu, I'm afraid, but what they say to each other is, I see you. It's such a wonderful way to greet somebody, isn't it? I see you. I see who you are. I'm not just connecting with you to say hello. I see you. I'm just going to spend a few minutes this morning thinking about where things started, where they went to, and some of the lessons that maybe we can learn in, along the way. Uh, 20 years is a long time. Could I just say, when um, I wasn't married when I started RPA, um, you can find me, by the way, if I call it RSPA, because that is what is in my mind still that it's called. Um, but I wasn't married. I was 23 years old. And um, I'm, I'd just like to say, very shallowly, I, I only really had one dream, which was to marry a man who had long hair. <laughs> I know, it's true. I'm embarrassed to say it. Shallow. Uh, great. For people who don't know, my husband's at the back there um, with very little hair. Um, and uh, that's what I wanted to do. Now, I wonder, uh, who's somebody close to the front? How much things have changed in 20 years? 1996 is when it started. Who wasn't born in 1996? Well, who wasn't born by? 90, uh, let me see how far I can go. 20, uh, who's the youngest RPA current student? How old are you? Oh. <laughs> I still sort of feel like I'm 23. Could somebody um, just come and grab these for me? Come and hold these. Come on, I don't want to have to ask for volunteers. Perfect, thanks, Dan. Great. So, 20 years ago. Um, what do you th uh, Dan, stand up on stage. Um, what do you think that's the equivalent weight to? How does that feel, both of those together? Uh, this feels heavier. Yeah, both of them together. What does it feel like? What does it feel like? Yeah. Is it light, heavy? It's fairly light. John, come and hold this. Dan's trying to prove his manliness here. How heavy is that? Okay, this is the weight of the first mobile phone every day. <laughs> Two and a half pounds worth of weight. Um, that is the current weight of the lightest phone. Could you show a picture of uh, the one of the first mobile phones? <laughs> 20 years ago, how much has changed? Uh, thanks so much, you can put it down. Actually, when I... Um, uh, when we started RPA, I lived at Maggie Bywater's house, um, who lots of people know. I went to the Maggie Bywater finishing school. Um, she taught me how to warm the pot when I made tea and how to make flapjack. She also taught me more than anybody else I know about how to see people, how to really see people and meet them where they were at and how to help them walk with Jesus. She's an absolutely remarkable woman. But I didn't have a mobile phone. Hard to believe, isn't it, Every in 2016. I didn't have a mobile phone when we started RPA, and on my birthday, um, Graham wrapped something up, and on the top of it there was a sticker that said, please open me at 7 a.m. in the morning. And when I opened the package, it was his mobile phone ringing, and he was speaking on a landline somewhere else to say, happy birthday to me. What's changed in 20 years? Uh, it may well be the last romantic gesture that Graham made over 20 years. No, it's not really. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not. It's not. Great. Let's have a quick look. That is the lightest mobile phone. So um, it's a quick quiz, because we like a bit of interaction this time. So team, team, team. Um, which band do you think split up in 1996? 
Oh, she was on it there. They've reformed since and got back together. Uh, which, uh, next one, but don't put the next one up. Which girl group came into ascendancy in 1996? I'm giving you a point over there. You're all one big group over that side. Um, who was the England football manager? Oh, good, very good. Ha some people have extraordinary memories. If anybody's in Catherine Coyle's team, listen to her. She's got one of the best memories of anybody I know. Um, who won the Eurovision Song Contest in 1996? No, <laughs> and it never has been since, really. It was Ireland, it was Ireland, apparently. Uh, do you know what happened to um, England in Euro 1996? We lost the semi-finals to Germany on penalties. It's, it's engraved very deeply on our hearts. I wonder if you know any of the films that were uh, made in 1996. Independence Day, it's out again now. Twister, good. No, that's 20 years ago. I know, you can't believe it, can you, 20 years ago. Jerry Maguire. 101 Dalmatians 20 years ago. Nutty Professor. Yeah, Nutty Professor. Oh. Our time to kill. Very good. Very good. I didn't know any of them. Stop, yeah. 20 years, can you believe all of those things are 20 years ago? Uh, could everybody stand up for a second? Just one second. Uh, you could sit down if you can remember a time when the internet didn't exist. <laughs> when the internet didn't exist. How about a time when uh, MySpace didn't exist? MySpace. Oh. WhatsApp? Come on, you must remember a time when WhatsApp didn't. Ruben, Snapchat. Can you remember a time when Snapchat wasn't around? Yeah. Does anybody know what today is? It's National Unplugging Day. Did you know? National Unplugging Day, pulling out our mobile phones, not referring to them. Of course, one of the biggest changes over the last 20 years has been the massive uh, change in how we work in technology. I'm not going to guess the dates of all of those, but some of the things that have happened in the last 20 years. I was in a rehearsal this week with some 20-year-old actors, and I said, uh, one of the older actors said, do you know what the difference is between a satsuma and an orange? Um, and without a beat, they were said, Siri, what is the difference between a tangerine and an orange? No conversation whatsoever. You, when we started RPA, one of the things that we did in the first couple of years was we accredited it. Uh, we set it up with a local college uh, because we thought it was the right thing for students to get a qualification. We did it with Dave Isgrove and Cramath at Bilston College. And something that we learned really, really quickly was that learning within four walls, because we had a curriculum to teach, wasn't what we wanted to do. We wanted to be out there in the world doing it, living out our Christian faith, taking the message out there. And that's true of all of us here, that we, we come together to worship, but we come together to be changed so we can go out there in the world. And some of the stories from the young people of lives transformed is what we really want to look at. So we've come from there, we have all of this going on in the middle here, and I thought we'd just spend a few minutes looking at some of the things that within RPA have 
been the issues that we couldn't get away from any year and what, how that impacts us today and how we live. So the first one is this. You know that wonderful, wonderful story of creation, how magnificent and glorious the world is, how fantastic, extraordinary creation. And looking around um, Evelyn's faces, seeing that dynamic today, it makes you smile, the wonder and awe. And I look at it and think, I wish things could have stayed good for a bit longer. <laughs> we d none of us know, do we, the period of time between um, Adam being created and when things started to go wrong. But I don't know how people feel in their own lives that sometimes things seem so magnificent and wonderful and glorious. And then things go wrong. Something happens that knocks us off course. And it's a wonderful, wonderful truth in it, isn't there? That at the start, Adam and Eve only heard God's voice didn't they? It was his voice that they heard. And then other voices come in and attract our attention and demand our attention. And we live in 2016 in a world that demands our attention all of the time. It demands our focus. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of these things. We all love them and get so much from them. But we drift so quickly from God's opinion of us, which is that we are unique and extraordinary and perfectly and wonderfully made into what the world is saying as, about us. And uh, the RPA team, if you could just shout out, what one theme has been in the majority of productions over the last 20 years? Uh, good. I don't know what the question is, but I know the answer is God. That is absolutely true. Uh, the theme, identity, how we fit in how we fit in. The world's voice is very loud in our ears. You know, at the start with Adam and Eve, they knew that their security, their significance, and their self-worth was in God. And now the loudness of the world around us shouts for our attention all of the time. And we seek approval. We, we yeah, lots of times we've used things like this in productions, measuring tapes. Do we measure up to other people's expectations of who we should be? It's a huge, extraordinary pressure on our lives, isn't it? I spoke to a senior clinical psychologist in Birmingham uh, just this week uh, for a piece on mental health. And she said um, the young people under her care have all been profoundly traumatized through social media, through the pressure to fit in, to conform, to measure up to somebody else's expectations of who and what they should be. It makes us think again and again, doesn't it? Whose voice is the loudest in our ear? Whose voice is the loudest speaking to us? And how can we help one another hear those extraordinary truths that we are unique and beautifully created by God? So we're just going to talk about two things very, very briefly in that. And it's just tied in with seeing the creation story, but also that truth of I see you, how we can see one another and help each other walk with Jesus. If you just take a quick look round at one another this morning, have a, have a look. There's lots of lovely people here. Lots of lovely people. You know, there isn't, uh, if you glance out of the corner of your eyes without embarrassing people, but there's not a person here today that doesn't need encouragement to walk their journey of faith. And encouragement isn't lovely flattery, by the way. Oh, you've got a nice dress on. Oh, your hair's looking lovely. It's courage giving. It's giving courage to the core of somebody's being. And it's been the value that we have tried to build RPA on right from the very start of how can we use our words to help one another move forwards and grow in faith. It's uh, all of our lives are complicated, aren't they? I've talked to lots of the students over the last years and staff who have been around. 
None of us quite expected that our lives would turn out in the way that they would. I don't know if you look back even two years in each of your own lives, you wouldn't have predicted some of the things that have happened over those two years. Life is complicated. It's a steep journey. And yet, how can we help one another keep our eyes on Jesus and keep walking? There's um, a wonderful story. I don't know how many people watched Tim Peake coming back to Earth, the astronaut. How many people watched him coming back? Yeah, this is an incredible, incredible story. Anybody remember the speed at which he returned to Earth? Can you? 15. It was fast, good. It was very fast. Uh, 500 miles per hour. And anybody remember the temperature? Hot, good. <laughs> Correct. You may have a chocolate afterwards. Uh, 1,600 degrees. Um, uh, Another astronaut described it like this. It's like going off Niagara Falls in a barrel, uh, which we all know that illustration, of course, but the barrel is on fire. That's how he described the return to Earth. And I wonder about our own journeys, our journeys of faith, how steep that journey is. How many people here this morning need shelter on their journey? How many people need somebody to look at them and say, I see you, I see you, and I want to help you keep walking? Our journeys are profoundly complicated often, as well, as well as wonderful and exciting and dynamic. You know, the Brysons have just, a wonderful family in Riverside, have just fi finished climbing Kilimanjaro. And one of the reasons they did that was they wanted to replicate their journey uh, with Katie having a brain tumor and then her disabilities, and then she died a few years ago. And they wanted to replicate that journey and how complicated the journey is and how much they needed one another to keep walking and how difficult it was for the siblings. And Susie Bryson um, texted me the other day to say, there is no way I could have kept walking without somebody beside me saying, you can do it. And they had altitude sickness and all of those things. But it's exactly the same on our journeys of faith. For people here this morning, maybe you feel slightly like Tim Peake plummeting back through to Earth at that speed that the journey is bumping and jolting and unpredictable. It's a wonderful, beautiful picture that Tim Peake described as um, just towards the end of the re-entry. Scientists will describe it much better than I have, but the first parachute um, didn't open quite in the way that they anticipated. And despite being an ex experienced astronaut, he was frightened. And he turned to the Russian astronaut beside him, and the Russian astronaut just smiled and squeezed his hand. And, and he knew it was going to be okay. And I think today, how many of us need that squeeze of hand and encouragement to say, do you know what? It's going to be okay. Not easy, not straightforward. They still had a monumental landing. Uh, Tim Peake described the crash to earth like being hit um, by a lorry when you're a small vehicle. That's how he described it. But that wonderful truth of how can we genuinely help one another walk with each other on the difficult journeys that we have and help each other get to know Jesus more. I also think for Tim Peake, that extraordinary truth, isn't it? He knew he was going home. He knew he was going home, and he could face that journey because he knew the truth of where he was going. He knew the end of the story. And none of us here today know the end of the story, do we? So it's how can we help one another with those encouragements? And the other thing that we've learned time and time again within RPA is that we can shuffle along doing our things, the big things that excite us, going out on projects, doing those wonderful, extraordinary events. But nearly every time, it's been the quiet conversations with a child or a young person 
or a teacher in a school or a parent that has made the profound difference from somebody's walk and somebody's journey. And life just catches up, doesn't it? You know, we glance just for a few seconds at the pressure of social media, the speed of how our lives work. Noah, my youngest, is four. And on a Saturday as a treat, we have chocolate brioche. Sounds extraordinarily middle class. <laughs> uh, but we do. I'm so sorry to say it. We have chocolate brioche. And he puts them in the microwave. And he's just learning to read. And he knows that there's a quick start button on our microwave um, that goes for 30 seconds. Uh, but he knows he only wants it to go to 10 seconds. Otherwise, the chocolate brioche will be burnt. Um, but he stood at the microwave the other day and said, 10 seconds takes such a long time, doesn't it? But that's the pace that we live at, isn't it? That's the pace of our lives. That's the pace of technology whizzing us along. That's the information that we're bombarded with, bombarded with. And we long for that simplicity, don't we? To walk with God in the garden, to have our security, significance, and self-worth truly, truly met in him. But we need each other to help us do that because it's a complicated world to live in. Something about having our eyes open, isn't it? Seeing the world, our complicated, beautiful, extraordinary, fantastic, magnificent world that God created. But really seeing, really seeing, like that Zulu, uh, the, tr the way they meet people, I see you. And how we can do that for one another and how we can help one another really help other people to meet Jesus and help each other work, walk further, further on the journey of faith. Sorry. I'd just like to finish this quote from Max Ricardo's book, Outlive Your Life. Uh, he says this extraordinary thing. In this world we live in, and, you know, we, we've touched on it this morning, but what an extraordinary complicated week <laughs> this has been for our nation and for our world. But who are we called to be living in this world? And he says this, could this be God's strategy for human hurts? First, kind eyes meet desperate ones. Next, strong hands help weak ones. And then the miracle of God. We do our small part and he does the big part. And that's what we're desperate for, isn't it? As a church, as individuals, as a community, we want to be the people that God can use to meet his need. Let's just take a couple of moments to pray. Father, we're so aware that there are so many voices in our world that clamor for attention that tell us what we should do, look like, be, what we should believe in. But Father, in the hubbub, help us to recognize your still, small voice of calm. And living God in the world that you have put us in for such a time as this, help us be the people with open eyes who really do see and living God, thank you that on this journey, we know that we are on our way home, and that you walk with us through every situation and circumstance. Thank you, mighty God. Amen. I'm going to invite uh, Judy and Tim to come up, and we just want to pray for Riverside Performing Arts this morning, and also a new development uh, of, of drama and performing arts out of the word of hands. But Father, we want to thank you for uh, all that you've done. We want to give you thanks, Lord, for all that you've provided in the people, the, the, the resource, and uh, the finance, and more than all, Lord, the opportunity um, to take uh, something creative out into our world and into our community.
And we pray that you continue to develop the relationships we have with local schools yeah. and wider, that we pray for your, the impact of your spirit and your words, that we'd be deeper and wider, and that every seed that is sown, Lord, we pray, would come to flourish uh, in a life somewhere, somehow. It is the gospel that is the hope for our nation. Jesus Christ, Son of God, crucified, resurrected, seated with you. And Lord, we thank you that for us, broken men and women, for this city, a broken city, this nation, a broken nation, this world, a broken nation in desperate need of hope and good news. Lord, we thank you that the gospel is that hope. And we pray for Riverside Performing Arts that they would continue faithfully to take that gospel to young and old all across this city and beyond, Lord God, that people would find that hope, that freedom, that forgiveness through them. Bless them, keep them close to you, we pray. Amen. Um, as Andy said, uh, while we remain in a state of prayer, uh, we wanted to pray for Mary Jane Ann. Mary Jane Ann is an actress, and uh, she has caught the vision of RPA and uh, all that uh, has been done, and wants through the Word of Hands ministry, uh, as, as a deaf person herself, uh, wants to use the word of hand, the, the sign language, British sign language, and to take the gospel out through starting up her own theatre company. Uh, so shall we applaud her, which is uh, by waving, that's how we applaud. And uh, I would love to Thank pray you. for you, um, really love to pray for you. What, what would you like us to pray for? Well, I would like to pray for um, God's word and God's deeds, to spread God's words and deeds through the deaf community, because deaf, the deaf community really, um, they, un they don't really have the opportunity to see God's name and God's word. So with drama, we could spread his message and his words. So also to set up a new performing arts groups, it would mean that it could happen on Saturday the 8th, 8th of October. There's going to be a special day and that day is going to be an opportunity for people to come together to pray and also to continue the work. Hopefully it will start on the 8th of October and continue into the new year. So we're going to set up a new company for the deaf and using sign language. Thank you. Thank you. And can I just say, um, Mary Jane Ann has only been a Christian for just over a year. Uh, I think this is remarkable and uh, we think you're amazing. So, uh, so let me pray on, that, on our behalf. Lord, thank you that we've learnt today uh, that this vision goes on and your gospel goes out. And I thank you so much for Mary Jane Ann, just for the joyous person that she is and for her heart that so many across this nation who don't get to hear this message, don't get it communicated to them, that she will be someone who will take your love, who will take out your message of truth, your gospel to this nation through her signing, but way more through her acting skills and most of all through her relationship with you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for her. We're proud of her and we know that you are so proud of all that she is and all that she will go on to do. Equip her, Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus, by the power of your spirit. Amen. Thank you. Let's applaud again, please. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Okay, you can sit down.
As we come to a close this morning, let's just finish with the, the grace of God, which will come up. It's from 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 14, uh, I hope, at the very end. Can we say this to one another? Here we go. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.